0: The volume. This is Straight Fire with
2: Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, September 18th. Week 2 NFL Sunday was, oof, should we go with chaos? <laughs> should we go with disaster for my Jets? Uh, disaster for Brandon Saley, Russell Wilson. <laughs> a lot of 0-2 teams up against it uh, on the gambling front. 2-3 and three in the contest. Sean McVay, man, you owe me one. I cannot believe the man kicked a field goal, down 10 with three seconds left. Like, Why? It did nothing. He wanted to cover the spread. McVay, I banged on him all week about Shanahan covering against him, and he really kicked me in my teeth. That one hurt. Um, I don't think we're going to talk too much about the Niners in today's podcast. So, you know, do your, uh, you know, victory lap Rams fans who are now 2-0 and against the spread. Well done. Um, I don't know if there's like a buzzword, an all-encompassing um, narrative surrounding what went down on Sunday. Uh, I can't start with my Jets. I'm sorry Zach Wilson was as advertised um, not good against his own. Mm, Yes, the season will hinge on what happens in week three against the Patriots. Patriots, by the way, also 0-2 after the Sunday Night Football loss to Miami. And that's kind of sort of where I want to start. Last week, I started the podcast talking about how Miami's playing a different brand of football than everyone else. And you could see it. Collinsworth was like taking glee in some of these Tyree kill routes uh, and the speed um, in in motion and quick, quick snaps. Like Miami is doing some really innovative, cool things. They're now 2-0. And I had a smart guy text me and say, who is the second best quarterback in the AFC after Patrick Mahomes? And I thought for a second and I said, well, okay, who do we got? Justin Herbert, who's now 0-2. And, did go the length of the field to get a field goal, but she probably should have got a touchdown for the win. They lose in overtime, and Justin went three and out, getting the ball first. That was ugly. Um, you know I like Herbert a lot. Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars had an unbelievably bad offensive game against the Chiefs in a game everybody bet the over, and it was 17-9 KC. Trevor Lawrence is not yet the second-best quarterback in the AFC. So then you want to go with, oh, Jason, Josh Allen. Remember, he was the MVP favorite uh, last year. And then I saw Adam Chernoff, guest of this podcast, said that Josh Allen in week two in a game where they scored a billion points against the Raiders, my biggest bet of the season so far. I talked about it on The Herd, talked about it on Friday's pod. I love the Bills. They carried me to victory financially uh, this weekend. Josh Allen's air yards per attempt were the lowest in the NFL heading into Sunday Night Football, 4.9 yards per attempt in the air. He did not throw the ball down the field. Why would you not do that after you throw three interceptions last week? Don't take a guess? You think McDermott maybe reined him in a little bit? Hey, Josh, enough with the YOLO. Dial it back. Let's run. Let's hand off. Oh, let's run for 180 yards or whatever it was. James Cook. um, James Cook delivered. Uh, If you have him in fantasy, really good game. But it's like, wait, they're not the same old Bills. They just aren't. Josh Allen's not the same dude he was two years ago. So I don't think he's the second best quarterback in the AFC. And then you go Joe Burrow. And some of the stats on the Joe Burrow game are ugly. I had the Bengals, not in the contest, but I bet them. I talked up this game all week. Ravens were injured. I thought I was getting a great number at three. And it went up to three and a half. Joe Burrow in week one at halftime had 36 passing yards against the Browns. Oh, well, Jay, it was in the rain. He was coming off the, the calf. He didn't play in preseason. Fine, fine, fine. Forget it. He had 82 passing yards in week one. So you go to week two. Joe Burrow's now at home against a Ravens defense where the secondaries beat up. They were down uh, Humphrey, down Williams. I mean, the, the Ravens were in shambles. Joe Burrow, are you ready for this? The Bengals' offense had zero first downs in the first quarter. The Burrow, Joe Burrow, had 35 passing yards in the first half. That's it! 36 last week in the first half, 35 this week. And Joe Burrow, in one of the craziest stats I saw Sunday, on passes of 15 or more air yards this season, Joe Burrow is 0 of 12, worst in the league. So their offense went from being vertical with T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase to they can't move the football and they end up losing. And I, I listen, I know it's two weeks and Joe Burrow is obviously very good. As an aside, Herbert and Burrow just signed record-setting contracts. They're a combined 0 for 4. So then the question comes back to who is the second best quarterback in the AFC? After Patrick Mahomes and I think you've got to say with some confidence right now it's to a bailoa. and you know as me as a Jets fan it pains me to say nice things about Miami they rip my heart out in my youth the most painful sports uh moment that uh, outside of my personal career you know I'm playing youth basketball youth soccer blah 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 um Outside of watching, you know, when I got the word Magic Johnson had HIV and had to retire, that, that's a sports moment, but I was devastated. I was in eighth grade. My buddy's dad worked at USA Today, and he was like talking to his dad um, for some reason at school, and he like ran to find me. I'm still buddies with this guy. Um, and he runs to find me, Jay, Magic Johnson retired. He has HIV. And at the time, you know, we thought you like that's a death sentence, you know, AIDS, HIV. So I was like crestfallen, totally crushed. And then, a couple years later, I think it was, I don't know, maybe '94. I don't know, something like that. Dan Marino leads a major comeback against the Jets and does the fake spike, touchdown pass, where everybody thought he was going to kill the kill it inside the ten yard line. He goes over the line, says he's going to kill it, snaps it, and throws a touchdown pass. And it was like that just that crushed the Jets. They were having a great season. They were on the way to the playoffs. Those two moments, um, I'll remember forever. Just absolutely devastating. Um, and I don't like the Miami Dolphins under any circumstance. I've always disliked this team. I root against them. They're fun to watch. Tua, right now, has to be the second-best quarterback in the AFC. And again, I'm not talking body of work like years, but right now, right now, that's all that matters. And you, uh, Listen, I'm not going overboard and saying, Mr. MVP, Mr. Super Bowl champ. I, I'm not putting him ahead of Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is working with a whole new wide receiver group. But the things Tua did against Belichick, putting it in tiny windows... Listen, guys, you got to admit the guy is dealing right now. And remember, first six quarters of the season, Tua did not get sacked once. And Belichick was throwing exotic blitzes at him. That's um, kind of slowed the offense down in the second half. Uh, Miami had a couple drops. But, you know, by and large, besides being terrified for Zach Wilson and my Jets, uh, which we'll get to shortly, um, next week, I think we have to say right now Tua is the second-best quarterback in the AFC. And remember, we had a lot of guys come through here, a lot of gamblers, Um, a lot of fantasy guys come through here in the preseason, talking about how tough that Miami schedule was, toughest in the league. Patriots had second. Miami's now gone on the road to open the season with a W over the Chargers. They were underdogs. Miami was, and now they come home, and then they go up to play the Patriots and Belichick. Tua becomes the first quarterback to start his career five and O against uh, Belichick. Belichick's never had anybody start their career five and O against him. He eats up young quarterbacks, and Tua is now five and O against him, folks. <laughs> it pains me to say it as a jets fan and a dolphin tater but Tua and Miami right now are rolling i think he's the second best quarterback in the afc so from good quarterbacks i want to pivot quickly to uh crappy quarterbacks can we do that uh, i don't want uh, crappy is probably too harsh a word but um and listen this is a problem uh sometimes a- a- as a gambler when you back someone and they don't deliver for you we'll get to daniel jones maybe um You kind of watch the game a little closer. You're maybe scrutinizing a little bit more. I watched a lot of Chicago-Tampa. Yeah, I'm the guy. I watched a lot of that ugly, ghastly football game. And a little part of me, like maybe 1.8%, thought when Justin Fields got the ball, having to go 97-ish yards with two, three minutes left, whatever it was against Tampa. I was like, maybe Justin's got a chance. Maybe he's got a... And, of course, I said 1% because I knew. I was on text chains with Buddy who was also gambling on the game. I knew there was no shot. And, of course, unlike the third play, Justin Fields throws a pick six to a linebacker who's, like, four yards in front of him. It's like, bro. Like a two-yard pick six. That's what it was. Tried to throw a screen pass in the middle of the field from his own three-yard line. He was in the end zone. But it was like. Justin Fields, what are you doing? And I watched a lot of that game, guys. They scripted stuff early, fields some more, look good. The touchdown, uh, Fields makes the run. All right, all right, Fields, this is what we expected, Bears. Is we got this. And they never saw none of it the rest of the way. Um, so I don't I don't know if I, I can say a lot of the words. Um But basically, the only reason this game was remotely close. Is because Tampa imploded in the red zone, one for four. They had a field goal blocked. Otherwise, this is, you know, Tampa, you know, 38, Bears 13 or something. Like, that's how bad Chicago played. They've got something happened to their, uh, I think it was a defensive line coach, defensive coordinator, just personal reasons. Um, You got injuries in the secondary, Eddie Jackson left. I did hype Chicago in the offseason. I like their chances. I like why they spent in free agency. I like Claypool bouncing back week two after the bad week one, folks. Um, It's not official. I'm not ready to take an L on my Bears take that they're going to go to the playoffs. It's a major uphill climb. Like the Chicago Bears have dug themselves a hole deep enough that I think you come out of this weekend asking yourself, is Justin Fields a guy? Holding the ball a long-ass time in the pocket. I think he took five sacks. Justin Fields could do no right against Tampa Bay. This is a team Kirk Cousins shredded last week for like 360 yards, and then Cousins, you know, a couple fumbles, bad at red zone pick six, red zone interception, sorry. And it's like, okay, well, Kirk Cousins moved the ball up and down the field. Justin Fields should be able to, you know? And the Bears are just like, we we, we got nothing. We can't protect Fields. He's not scrambling the way we really need him to. He's trying to win from the pocket. I'm sure that's like, hey, Justin, you took a lot of hits last year, bro. Let's try to win from the pocket. Um, it ain't working. And the big knock on him was slow progression. I think someone—I don't remember if they came on this podcast or not—but someone said he had slow eyes, which you know feels like a really harsh dig. Um, but feels he doesn't look like the guy, and we know Chicago he's probably going to be looking at a quarterback if they're drafting in the top five. And I, I, I don't want to bail on fields. I, I like him, but he's running out of chances. Like, this is a league where you're not going to put up with three years of ineptitude, you know? We, we, yeah, we talked about that class a couple weeks ago here on the podcast. Like, Zach Wilson, bro, probably cooked. I think it's over, okay? Mac Jones, struggle bus is real. Although Patriots put up fight two weeks in a row in the fourth quarter. They do have the greatest coach in the history of football, but... Nevertheless, Um, who was the other one from that class? I forgot. But basically Trevor Lawrence is the guy carrying the banner for that class. And, oh, Trey Lance was the other guy. Yeah, he's inactive for Dallas two straight weeks. So, like, that class, that's the COVID year, is looking really, really bad. The good thing is if you watch any college football Saturday, there's a lot of ballers in college football as a fly attacks me in my own house. Um, There's a lot of quarterbacks in in college football who can come. So I would say Justin, Justin Fields, you're on the clock here, buddy. Um, I know one can't, man can't raise an entire team, but Chicago seems to be on their way to a top-five draft pick, and I don't think Justin Fields will be the starter next year if if this is a four-win team. I, I just think his time will be over there. He'll be the move to backup. Maybe they trade him. Somebody wants to take a chance, but it doesn't feel like it's happening uh, for Justin Fields. Um One other quick thing, Um, what was the, uh, I had another good one, I'm looking at the straight fire chat, I can't, obviously you guys cannot be privy to this. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the
0: perfect trip, I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables, Ooh, yum! and how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com the way tire buying should be.
2: you don't want to fire someone two weeks into the season and that's not happening. But I think it's evident that Brandon Staley probably is going to be having a meeting with the team owner of the chargers this week. The chargers have now blown two second half leads and lost both of them. And I, nobody wants to blame Herbert because he's really, really good. And he's super talented. And that offense looked good. They led it 11-0, uh, 14-10. Um, the problem is this defense. And you guys know Brandon Staley made his bones as a defensive guy, right? He was the defensive coordinator on, I think, the Rams team that went to the Super Bowl. And everybody loved him. And his defense's calling card was, we don't give up the big play. We'll keep everything in front of us. We'll concede the small stuff. We're not going to give up the big play. So they're leading, just so I get this correct, they're leading, the Chargers are 11-0. Keenan Allen just scored. I put out some effusive tweet about how good the Chargers look. They're going to drop 30. This offense is humming. Kellen Moore is clicking. The, uh, The Titans get the ball back after the kickoff. And they go, are you ready for this? They go, three plays, 79 yards, touchdown. On the very first play, Ryan Tannehill, who could not throw the football to save his life last week, uncorks a bomb. And you're like, oh, cool. As soon as he uncorks it, you're like, oh, safety will be there to pick it off. They had the safety in the box, worried about Derrick Henry on first down runs. Traylon Burks roasts, and I mean just totally cooks Asante Samuel with speed that you're like, holy cow, Burks is a player. And just catches 70-yard pass. Samuel makes a tackle. So last week it was J.C. Jackson getting roasted. Now Asante Samuel. Not great. Two plays later, Titans get in the end zone, and now we got a game. And the Titans continued. The Titans, who could not find the end zone last week, continued to generate explosive plays. Ryan Tannehill, 10.3 yards per attempt. Derrick Henry, 25 for 80. Tajay Spears, who looked Good. I got him in fantasy just in case Henry goes down, but he's a good player. Eight for 49, pretty explosive. Tannehill out of TD Rush. They had one, two, three explosive pass plays. This is a team that could not get out out of its own way in New Orleans last week. So does that mean the Saints are really good defensively or the Chargers just stink? And it might be a little of both. Tannehill was sacked five times, but he didn't turn it over. And that's the weird thing. The turnovers in this league change things so much. I mean, it's it, so many of these games um, just flip on turnovers. Can you could like Tampa Bay is two zero. They were projected to be one of the worst teams in the league. They're not going to be good. We we can establish that. But in the turnover department, they have zero turnovers, and their opponents have five. You're gonna you're gonna win games when you got a, a, a plus two plus three in turnovers. That's just how it goes. And I I don't I, I don't really know what to say if you are Brandon Staley, other than, I hope we can figure this out. Um, I'll talk about the the games that I have bet. I made three, well, two stupid bets. The other one I made was, um, for week three, Chargers-Vikings. I already went over 52. Um, We saw the Vikings' tendency to give up big plays to an Eagles offense that didn't look great against the Patriots. Um, So I bet over 52, Chargers-Vikings, probably going to be Uh, adjusted Jefferson game, um, given how the Chargers have been exposed against Tua, against Tannehill. I mean, what is Kirk Cousins going to do? So I took the over 52 in that. Um, So I I don't know what you do with Staley. Remember, right before the season, I had two predictions for the Chargers. (laughs) One was they go to the Super Bowl, talent's there. The other was they win seven games and they fire their coach and they bring on Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. Cowherd seems to think Kellen Moore will get, get a chance to stay. And that very well may happen. But I think the reality is if you ever want to compete, you got to stop be doing things on the cheap Spanos and, and make a run at Jim Harbaugh. Like that's the guy. Uh, I don't think they will go after Dion Sanders. Um, it's just, you know, Dion's doing some good things and they had a thriller Saturday night. We're not going to have time to talk about it. I did stay up and watch it. They had no business winning that game. Um, and they pulled it out in double overtime. But I, you it's time to bring on an off, somebody with a semblance of offense or a really, really, really damn good coach. And, I mean, again, I don't want to bury Staley. He did start slow last year, and then they came on and were able to sneak in the playoffs before blowing that massive lead. But they have now blown three—their last three games Staley's coached, he's blown second-half leads. Jags on the road in the playoffs. Dolphins at home. And now in Tennessee, this Vikings game must win, or I don't know that Staley makes it to Halloween. Now, the good news is, for the Chargers, if you're looking for good news, is that the Chiefs have not looked incredible. And I've I, given Mahomes a bit of a pass. Um, naturally, Sky Moore, Kadarius, Tony, they come through this week. Of course, I, uh, I dropped Sky Moore in one league. He uh, catches a touchdown, of course. Uh, the Chiefs have not looked good. I think that's a midweek podcast. Um, they've looked mortal. Uh, remember all the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes stats. Now that's a team that lost the turnover battle three, one and still got the win. And then you started, Whoa, Jacksonville. What, what's going on with you guys? You almost lost to Indy. And now Jacksonville sputtering and struggling and it did not look good. Is the chiefs defense real? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, so uh, there's so many good stories. The third one, I think I'll wrap up. Cause I, uh, listen, I always say, I want to cover every game. And Rob G's like, no, you need to find three hits that you love. Um, I'll get to the Jets at the end. I have, to, I have to talk about the Jets. But I think before this, the surprise division leader. I mean, I don't think the Bucs is that much of a surprise at 2-0. The division's awful, and it, it, it doesn't really mean anything. But what's interesting is Washington at 2-0 in the NFC East. Dallas is 2-0 with a plus 60-point differential. They've smashed the Giants and Jets. Uh, Philadelphia is like an unimpressive 2-0. and And then Sam Howell going to altitude in Denver, orchestrating a comeback from down 21-3. Then they survived the Hail Mary due to a missed penalty, uh, pass interference in, on the two-pointer, which was very obvious. But, folks, that was a hell of a comeback by Sam Howell. And and Rob G, Rob G's not with us tonight. He's, got, he's on a uh, another vacation. I don't know who takes vacations in the middle of the football season, but uh, he also had his kid's birthday. So, um, he had Washington go into the playoffs and after two, listen, they were not impressive against Arizona. A lot of people faded them and ran to back Denver. I did not in the contest. I got to look. Uh, I, I don't think I bet Denver. I'm looking at my list. Um, I, I, I did not have Denver. Um, they were favored, and and I think the, the the second biggest story later in the week will be will be the Sean Payton, um, Russell Wilson thing. Uh, I, I, maybe I can wrap up with that. But this Washington team is is frisky. The defense showed up today. Um, now they've you could say they've beaten two teams that are winless: Arizona and now Denver. And I, I don't totally know how to get a handle on what Washington is, but fun stat. Ron Rivera has coached, I think it's 51. I've got all these notes because I'm, I'm such a nerd on Sundays. Um, so Ron Rivera, I believe, has coached 51 games in the in his uh, career at Washington. He never scored 35 points. Eric Bieniemy, second game as offensive coordinator, gets up to 35 points. What does that mean? I don't know. Does it mean nothing? I, don't, I mean, Denver's got a good defense. And McLaurin had a nice catch. The kid, Brian Robinson on my bench in fantasy. He had a hell of a game. And I don't know. You just look at this Washington team and you're like, Ooh, they're frisky. We know the giants are going down. Saquon Barkley. We'll see on his knee injury. Hope he's okay. Um, But just that, that NFC East with three teams, two and O is pretty incredible to me. I I'm stunned at that. Um, All right. We will quickly go. I think uh, not my hottest take for week two, but my hottest take going forward, um, I got to check who they play. But I was thinking about this in in showering before the podcast. Yes, I'm obviously thinking about the NFL while I'm in the shower because, you know, that's what uh, hardcore degenerates like myself do. Um, I need to look at, real quick, the schedule for the Denver Broncos because my take is that at 0-2, this week's game for Denver is massive. They, oh... Denver goes to Miami and the two and O Dolphins. Let me see if I can find a line on this game because folks. Um I th- my, let's see if this is a one PM start in the one PM heat. Yes. Oh man. That you're gonna have to monitor the weather. This is already at DraftKings, by the way, where you can bet. It's already up to seven. I think we're gonna see even I might have to grab this after the after I'm done recording. It's at six and a half. Now, that's a big number to lay with Miami at home. But, folks, this is what's brewing in Denver. I mean, Russell Wilson is getting booed there in the second half. Um, like, I-, I know Judy returned and Cortland Sutton looked good and Russ did hit complete. The Hail Mary puts a little lipstick on a pig there. Denver does not look good. You're up 21-3. You got to close him out. Where's P Pirine? Where- where- where's Javante Williams? Wh- wh- what happened? And, unfortunately, Russ happened. He was not very good when it mattered. And all of a sudden, you've got this situation where is there some jeopardy of Sean Payton losing the locker room if he sticks with Russ too long? This is a franchise that I think hasn't been in the playoffs in seven or eight years. Payton was called in to change it up. Um, Not looking good. And let's be realistic. If Denver goes to Miami and they can't slow down this two-odd juggernaut, Do we start looking at possibly, possibly, um, a quarterback change in Denver? There's a reason Stidham's there, okay? Now, Vic Fangio was the—he's in Miami, D.C. He's the guy, Peyton—we all know this. Peyton wanted him badly in Denver. Um, Worst kept secret in the league. Wanted Vic. And now he has to face Vic's defense. If Denver struggles here, folks, would not be surprised to see Jarrett Stidham under center at some point. In week three. and Oh, by the way, the only other quarterback I've... I'm not, I, I'm not calling for Russ to be benched. I'm saying if he struggles, and they continue. But after watching Texas-Bama, it was very clear to me that Jalen Milrow ain't the guy in Alabama. Well, he got benched, and they played two quarterbacks at Alabama on Saturday. Um, neither of them were good. Alabama won a really ugly game against some bad team. And it's like, what are we doing at quarterback? Like, you can see when it's obvious. Denver... They got problems. I will wrap up quickly before the best bets on, uh, on Monday Night Football. I'll wrap up with some thoughts on the Jets. Um, defense wasn't great. Uh, I saw some people were going after Sauce. I guess Sauce Gardner deleted his Twitter or something. I went on his Instagram stories, and he put, I'm having a sophomore slump because I gave up four catches for 19 yards. And then he, he did something with a briefcase emoji like, I'm going to work. Okay. Well, not much work to do this week. Sauce. Patriots don't have any good receivers. Um, I think it's a must win for the Jets. Why? Well, the Chiefs are looming in week four. So Zach Wilson did not look great. No surprise there. Brees Hall unhappy with four carries, uh, obviously. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett did not leave a tight end in to help against Micah Parsons. W- I mean, you had all week to prepare, bro. That's the best shit you could come up with, like yeah, I'm a little ticked off. Like it was a disappointing performance all around from the Jets. You had one awesome play, uh, Zach Wilson facing man defense. What do you know? If throws a dart, Garrett Wilson takes it to the house. They drop in a zone defense. Zach Wilson throws a pick. Like, um, like I, we need to get the ball to Breeze Hall. I'm hearing people say Dalvin Cook look washed. No, it's just Breeze Hall looks explosive as hell. Um, defense was fine. Here's the bigger concern. Defense on the field for 83 plays. Historically, and I think it was TA who had this last year, teams that are on the field for over 80 plays the next week, not good. There were two teams. I'll let you guys figure out the other one. Do some homework. Um, We'll have to look into it. Like You lose to the Patriots. Zach is bad at home, and he's booed. Look what happened against the Patriots last year. You're now 1-2, and, and you play the Kansas City Chiefs, who at that point will be humming. At 1-3, and three, I think you've really got to get serious about this Kirk Cousins stuff. If you think that the season has a chance, and the AFC does not look great. Nobody looks good. Nobody. I mean, Bengals 0-2. Um, Chargers 0-2. Bills 1-1, and you have a win in the bag over them. So, like, I think you basically give... Zach Wilson, one more week before you well, maybe two, before you seriously start to kick the tires on this Kirk Cousins edition.
1: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
2: The other two bets I made for week three, very early, very stupid, both road favorites. Uh, obvious paying not huge bets. I just wanted to get a number before they get to the next number. I took the Bills at 6.5 against Washington. Again, I'm going to go back to what I said about Buffalo. When Buffalo faces good teams, good defenses, they might struggle. I know Washington's 2-0. and I don't know that they're good. And I did hype up, hype them up a little and wonder what their ceiling is. Yeah, they're in the NFC. Now they have to step up in class to face the Buffalo Bills. What do Buffalo Bills do to the good teams? Struggle. What do they do against the crap teams? Kick their ass. We just saw it with the Raiders. I think covering seven is totally in play for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. The other one I made, and this is even dumber, road favorite. So I saw Dallas Sunday night was minus 13 Jason, don't bet double-digit favorites. Don't bet road double-digit favorites at Arizona. I think this gets to 14, and there's no way in hell I'm taking Arizona. By the way, how about Arizona? 2-0 ATS. Um, I think I saw Arizona in the second half was down to their third-string center, and the Giants started to get pushed, started to wreak havoc. Um, Michael Parsons and company are going to obliterate that defensive line. The only way Dallas slips up here is they get caught looking ahead. But I think this is um, the spot where the wheels kind of come off for Gannon and company. And again, Gannon's from the Eagles, so he knows this Dallas team. By the way, Dallas shredded Philly late in the season last year. Now I know it was Minshew and not Hertz, but I think Dak and company put up like 38. And yes, some of it was aided by a Minshew pick six. I think Um, I, 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 I took Dallas two expensive road favorites. Do with that what you will. Monday Night Football. Um, I don't have either of these in the contest, but I have o- over, I'm the only guy with an over, on, uh, Saints Carolina, over 39 and a half, Cleveland Pitt under 41. Programming note, um, I'm rooting for the Saints, and there's back-to-back Monday Night Football games this week and next week, very cool. Um, Cleveland sounds like they're not gonna have Amari Cooper, um, I don't want to fade Tomlin at home as a dog. I just don't want to. Um, But I think Cleveland wins here. I think they're the side. I think Chubb has a monster game, and I'm going to need it in fantasy. Um, And I'm rooting Saints. Uh, I think they're going to do a fine job. Dennis Allen against a young quarterback, Bryce Young. The numbers are not good for rookie quarterbacks uh, in these primetime games. Um, I don't have them in front of me, but I I have them in one of my many notepads. Uh, So I like Saints and Cleveland, two road teams tonight. Uh, it's a lengthy solo Monday pod. We'll be back tomorrow. We're back, back every day this week because the takes, uh, they don't sleep, baby. Talk to you guys tomorrow.
3: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico.